welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Why, hello, everyone. How are you today? Hello, hello, hello. I am so honored to be back here with all of you. We are ever so grateful you have decided to take some time out of your day and spend it with us. Ripley is also very glad that you're here. This is Roxy, not Ripley. I mixed my cat's you, names up. You mixed your cat's names up? That's okay. That's They're cute. both insane, so it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Don't you dare step on that keyboard. Don't you dare knock those miniatures over. I have, like, three cats, but they're all fake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've, got, I've got kitty paws back there. I've got, got, my, I've got my knit cat. I've got, got Canyon. A, a, I've got a super old beanie baby, yeah. And then I have a plush one that does not have any facial features that my mom bought for me and said, I thought of you when I saw this. <laughs> Here is a nondescript, emotionless cat. <laughs> I thought of you. It's seriously just like a gray blob with, uh, like, ears. Well, that's horrible. <laughs> mm -hmm. It watches my front door. Ah! <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. My name is Griffin. I am Zach, and at the moment, I am currently hiding my lunch from my cat um, because she's nosy. <laughs> Aren't she, Roxanne? This is good. We haven't had an actual, like, pet intrusion in Pet Shop in a while. It's been a bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember I remember when, like, you first got uh, Ripley and us making a big stink about it. Mm-hmm. And, we, and now, Roxy, um, we talked about it, and she, I think she's coming, and we've tried to get her to meow on mic, but sorry, my voice is everywhere because she's around my feet. I normally <laughs> would close my door so that I don't normally have kitty intrusions, but yeah. I f was a doofus. And, and forgot, I also hit my mic with my headphones, so that'll be fun. Anyway, hi everyone, welcome back to another <laughs> episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. We got some wonderful friends to tell you all about today. Indeed, we are diving into, for us, the relatively untapped mine that is uh, Cobalt Press's Tome of Beasts. Yeah, we really haven't done that much from it. There's um, also just a lot in here that's very good, and so I think there's just a lot for us to explore still. Um, but rather than uh, diving into a just kind of picking pages at random and giving you a, a, a classic smorgasbord, instead we are revive. We are we are it's it's the sequel that nobody asked for. That's right. It's dogs, but not two. Oh yeah, the it, sequel to dogs, but not exactly. Well, I well speaking of dogs, I do have. A not not like super big edition of everyone's favorite news show, but do 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 pet news. Pet news. This one is titled. on me. I didn't know this was happening. I looked it up while you were talking, so that's why I didn't know it was happening until I found it. Dog named Jake from State Farm, hoping to end end string of bad luck with Forever Home. 
So the dog is named Jake, Jake from, from State, State Farm. Farm. Yeah, Jake from State Farm uh, may be one of the most loved commercial characters of all time. Still, a shelter pup with the same name hasn't been so lucky. Jake, Aww. his nickname is Jake from State Farm, an eight-year-old uh, rescue dog, has ended up in a North Carolina shelter four times in the past three months. Buddy. In January, first responders found Jake stuck in a crate at home. Mm. Some uh, 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 one of the guys who rescued the dog uh, 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 posts that good doggo Jake was not happy when he was found, but he held everything in until we made it outside, where he peed for about three minutes straight. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, oh, buddy, but he was a stress scared and hungry when he first arrived. Yeah, this is a lot of times the older dogs get, tend to get overlooked, um, but he's a very mellow guy and his house trained. He just needs a cuss to rush his head and retire on. <laughs> I think they're trying to trying to find him a forever home. So, yeah, if you're in North Carolina and looking for a good dog, look for Jake from State Farm, I think. <laughs> you know, he's a cute... I, I'll send you the link because this, this dog's actually really adorable. Yeah, hit me with it. Yeah, he, he looks like he's probably like a pit mix. I love oh. a good pit. Oh, I buddy. know, right? Look at that bud. There's a picture of him in a State Farm T-shirt. <laughs> That's excellent. I need to see this. What are you wearing? Uh, khakis. 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 Oh. Well, Jake. Jake from State Farm. All the all the pet shop love to you and your your family, your future, your future forever family. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's... hopefully, hopefully, when we're listening back to this episode in like a year's time, Jake from State Farm will have a happy little family. Yeah, apparently, I don't know how old this this thing is, but I don't know if he got adopted yet. But uh, there's an email link at pet adoption at burlington uh, nc There you go. You can you can ask for ask about Jake from State Farm. <laughs> anyway, that's that's this anyway. edition of Pet News. Pet News. On with the dogs, but not. Yeah, so uh, this is this was an um, older episode of ours. This, this is a, d- a dumb like, bit that became actually a very fun episode to record. I just looked it up. Our first, do you want to take a guess as to when our first Dogs But Not episode oh, was? Oh, damn. I want to guess, because we're, what, in the, the 50s right now? We're in the 60s. Are we in the 60s already? I think this is going to be 61. Holy shit. Oh, man, we're seven ep- or eight episodes away, Griff. I know. I know. Ooh. I know, I know. Um, I'm going to guess 32. Oh, no, no, no. 17. Really? Our first Dogs But Not was June 26th, 2019. Wow. It, lest we forget, we've been doing this show we've for been, a For um, over two years now. Yeah, brother. Uh, but yeah, our first, the premise behind the first Dogs But Not was diving through the various uh, hound-like and canine-adjacent friends in the uh, original D&D source materials. And now we are exploring some, uh, <laughs> what may seem like dogs on the surface, but there's there's something darker lurking beneath the surface. That's right, Cobalt Press, Tome of Beasts, Dogs But Not, let's hit it! Let's hit it! I wish you got to put like a, a cool musical sting in there before we go into the real. Let's see what I can do. Awesome, cool, cool, yeah. cool, awesome. So our first uh, uh, a dog, but not is called the eel hound. Now hang on a second, Zach. Yeah, eels aren't hounds. I know, and I know that other people may be confused because I'm pretty sure we talked about the eel hound from the Avatar universe as well. But this is different. Hmm. Tell me more. 
The eel hound, a grotesque beast with a muscular oh. tail, bulbous head, and the rubbery, slime-covered flesh of a hideous eel. Now, that's mean. I think eels are really <laughs> fucking cool. But I'm also, I mean, the, like, I'm also the kid who legitimately wanted to be a marine biologist when I was younger, so... I, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's adorable. I did, in fact, want to be a marine biologist. Oh, I really like squid and the leopard shark. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about the leopard shark when we do cats, but not. Um, yeah, okay. The torso and webbed paws of this amphibious uh, predator resemble those of a misshapen canine. Needle-sharp teeth fill the creature's menacing jaws. Yeah, so I mean, like it's it's a it's a big sort of like seafoam green, sort of dark blue eel dog with like purple sort of fins on like the back of its legs and like the yeah. long sort of one going down its spine to the end of its those, tail. Those little ridges. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Now, if you took away the legs of this thing, this would just be an eel. It would just be an eel. Yeah, but it's it's just an eel with legs. <laughs> yeah. Now these are fey. Ooh. Hounds of the River Fay. Ferocious aquatic Fay, these amphibious menaces often serve such masters as lake and river trolls, Lorelei and Nixies. I wonder what makes a Nixie different from a Pixie. Um they nix things. Yeah, I'm gonna have to nix that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting frustrated. Yeah, it's fine. It's just a Nixie. Just- oh, okay, that makes sense. Homie, just nix it. Just nix your problems away. <laughs> nix your problems away. <laughs> Damn it. Predatory beasts as dangerous on land as they are in the water, they share their master's capricious cruelty. The hounds' chilling, hunting cries inspire their masters to a killing frenzy as they Ooh. pursue foes. Few all other creatures appreciate eel hounds' lithe power and cruel grace. There's some really good flavor to these words, yeah, and I really enjoy reading power them. power and cruel grace. Instead, noting only their grotesque form and unnerving savagery. I don't think they're grotesque. I think they're really fucking cool looking. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where if I saw this thing in real life, oh, I just climbed run. out of the river. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but... As a picture on a page, yeah, I want to give them. I want to give them chin scratches. Oh yeah, most stuff. Hey, who knows? It might be nice. Slippery ambushers, eel hounds are ambush predators, preferring to hide among the muck and algae of riverbanks, only to suddenly burst forth as a pack. Ooh. Didn't know that they were pack creatures. That makes this that scary. Makes sense. They surround their prey, latching on with their powerful jaws. Non-aquatic prey are dragged into the depths to drown. Similarly, eel hounds often force aquatic prey up onto dry land to die of suffocation. Nice, nice. That is some cruel grace right there. Possessed of a low cunning, they prepare ambushes by vomiting forth their slippery spittle where land animals come to drink or along game trails. They surge out of the water to snatch prey while it is off balance. Yuck! Oh, man. Liquid speech. Eel hounds understand Sylvan, and those dwelling near human or other races pick up a few words in other tongues. I didn't know that speech had different... Uh, properties of matter. Apparently. Well, like, you know, like, have you ever uh, heard, like, you know, like the O sound described as, like, a liquid O? Yeah, okay, I'm there. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, nice. 
Uh, let's see. Yeah, let's look at the stat block. Amphibious. Yeah. Got pack tactics. Horrifying. <laughs> Slick spittle. They, they strong. <clears throat> plus they, four strength. Damn. That's stronger than I am. That's for sure. Um, I would say I have a strength of maybe 15 on like a good day. I've got on a good day. I'm like a 12. I don't consider myself like I can move a couch. Yeah. But like not. I couldn't move like seven couches. <laughs> I mean, like, in tandem. I in, don't in, know in, why like, I oh. felt that so funny. <laughs> I mean, like, one after the other. I don't mean, like, obviously, if you stacked seven couches on top of each other, I could not move that. Yes. But, like, I'm, I'm saying, like, well, I guess that's hmm, that's maybe more indicative of my con, which is also not that high, in my opinion. <laughs> Fair. I'm, I'm building that con up right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting better. Uh, anyway, uh, Slick Spittle. By spending two rounds dribbling spittle on an area. <laughs> That's very funny. Hey, <laughs> hey, my cat Roxy has Slick Spittle. Because <laughs> she's drooling constantly. Uh, an eelhound can cover a five-foot square with its slippery saliva. This area is treated as if under the effects of a grease spell, but it lasts for one hour. It's literally just, yeah... It's just slippery drool. Yeah. And then they have the slithering bite. A creature an eelhound attacks can't make opportunity attacks against it until the start of the, uh, the creature's next turn. Whoa, what? Yo, that attacks can't make opportunity attacks against it. So it can, like, like come up real quick, chomp you, and get out of oh. there. Oh. Uh, yeah, all right. So they essentially get, um, what's the, the flyby or whatever? Yeah. But for running up and biting you. As long as they land a hit. Yeah, if they or, hit you. Or just make an attack, actually. Yeah, they can just go. That's that's fucking horrifying. That makes sense. But using that would limit their pack tactics. So It's true, it's true. Because if they're you know, fly-by and then they, uh, then they aren't standing by doing that pack tactic. Uh, but yeah, That's, other, that's something than... I've always appreciated about Tome of Beasts, is that a lot of the creatures in here have like one or two little abilities that make them really stand out mm-hmm. from your mundane not only not only just like mundane creatures but like abilities that you don't see in the like monster manual mm-hmm. or in the or official ovals. wizards of the coast uh, yeah and that's something I've always really appreciated about Tome of Beasts. Yeah, no, they, they they like to think outside of the box. And what's cool is I I think I've noticed this a couple times where like they'll like they'll put like one uh, um benefit out that like is kind of horrifying but then also give them another benefit that is also kind of scary but mm-hmm. they don't work well in tandem yeah so they it's like they have to sort of pick and choose the what's going to be best cuz they're not going to mm-hmm. be able to sort of stack those abilities very well yeah. um which i think is pretty cool uh but yeah these are that, these they, are medium creatures they are me- yeah so they're about you sized which and? means that um, the first thing that jumped to mind here, because they talk about having the, um, you know, like like masters who who help them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just thinking of like halfling pirates or like gnome pirates riding oh, on shit, these things. Riding these things. Holy fuck. I'm just, I'm just, I'm the, the scene in my head is just a flight of the Valkyries playing in the background, gnomish and halfling and other small folk pirates Give me a just on a eel hound back. I have to make a note. You have to make an O. Oh. Because <laughs> I, I, I am currently creating a goblin pirate crew. Yeah, Zach has a, uh, uh, 
his brainchild right now is this long form sort of island uh, D and island based D and D game that um goblin pirate <laughs> eel house. Uh, but yeah, other than that, they just kind of chomp real good. Like that, their chomp is a D eight plus four. Like that's pretty. That's a hearty bite. But uh, that's a, that's a long sword. They don't have multi-attack or anything. It's just they roll in a bunch of them, and uh, yeah. The one they, thing that... It, there's the mention in the flavor text about their chilling hunting cries inspire their masters to a killing frenzy. Yeah, there's they not... Don't, they don't seem to have an ability to reflect that, necessarily. I mean, must just be flavor. Yeah. But yeah what, what, that, what, what is that... Hmm. I was going to say, what is that sound, but I don't want to do audio poison this early in the episode yeah. all right something like that sure <laughs> i'll put some stink on that and really make it make it special hell yeah <laughs> beautiful but, uh, but yeah. it's like they're just they're just are they just hype eels is I, that what this is yo I, yeah i want to see like what like you know there's like a you know like a troll like at like a rap battle and he walks up <laughs> and, like, and then the eel hounds in the back like yeah <laughs> And I was like, yeah, this fucking guy, he's got eel hounds. It's saying random words in Sylvan that, like, people don't know. So the eel hounds just shouting things. That's the, the equivalent of, like, French toast. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so I have to make the reference. Now Truck! That now that I'm thinking about it. But, you know, the eel hounds, they, they, like, scream and stuff. And now all I can think of is, uh, do you hear that, princess? That's the shrieking eels. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Good pull. Hey, Good fucking fun. pull. <laughs> I figured that someone would get mad if we didn't make that reference, so I figured yeah. it needed to be done. Get out ahead of it. I, I can't. I can't do a very good uh, whatever the fuck his name is impression though. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I don't recall. Never go I up should. against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> what an icon, am I right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, Good that's, fucking uh, flick. that's eel hounds. It's eel hounds. Um, one, one dog but not down, three to go. Actually, real quick. One last thing on eel hounds that I just noticed. Look at that picture, Sekra. Yeah. Look at, like, its back leg. Like, in between its back legs on the tail. Do you see that, like... Almost tat like shadow of a tattoo on it. Yeah, is this thing inked up? I think this. I think this fish is inked up. This eel. This is one of the cool eel hounds that like is like your manager at work, and you don't like you just see them in a professional setting, and then like the one time you like go out to a bar and they're there with you, and they're wearing like a short sleeve shirt, and you realize they've got like a, like a half sleeve going on, and you're like, oh my god, you're so much cooler like, than I thought you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> My very specific reference aside, uh, let's move on. What you got for us, Griff? Up next, we have another uh, dog thing that resembles a dog, but as the theme is, it's not quite a dog. This is a clockwork hound. Tick, tick, this. Ow. All right. Hey, thanks. <laughs> This black mechanical hunting dog keeps its nose to the ground, sniffing and... Waffling? Yeah, apparently waffling. 
I'm, go- I'm I am googling what waffling means. P- please do. Uh, gleaming teeth fill its metal mouth. Uh, this is a uh, one of many clockwork creatures uh, listed in the Tome of Beasts. I don't know if they necessarily have anything in common with one another, but we'll be focusing on the Hound. To waffle is to make a low, snuffling, or blowing sound. What? <laughs> I don't know. Then just say snuffling. How are you going to... Is that... <sighs> Yeah. What is what is to waffle? Oh, you know, like it's to snuffle. Yeah, to snuffle. <laughs> <laughs> you know what snuffling is? It's like it's like waffling. <laughs> it sounds like, like like a really pretentious Dr. Seuss or some shit. <laughs> what is to waffle? Why to snuffle, of course. <laughs> I love the English language. I, I, I find it inspiring in a lot of ways. I fucking hate the English language. Oh, it's so fucking dumb. Anyway. Um, this Clockwork Hound, uh, it, it has your sort of, you know, canine body shape, as you would expect. Uh, it's largely... It's funny. It's called a Clockwork Hound. I'm not seeing a lot of clockwork on this hound. See, to, yeah, to me, it kind of looks like, like an animated suit of armor, but for like a dog. Yeah, like, it's this, like, kind of gunmetal black exterior with this sort of uh, swooshing silver, like, accenting and filigree almost. And it's got, like, um, like you can see where, like, the joints are articulated and mm-hmm. under, like, within the, the torso, the chassis, the chassis, uh, <laughs> it... it <laughs> it almost looks like it's it's like kind of fiery orange in there, like orange and yellow. Ooh, kind of like um uh 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 uh, uh the an is it anvil rots from Mythic Odysseys? Yeah, kind of like kinda, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then it's it it, it almost like the legs almost they, they almost resemble hooves more yeah. than like paws. They're just these solid round, you know. Uh, platforms that they stand on and then the face is largely featureless as well yeah it's got some fiery slats for eyes yeah. and that's about it ticking bloodhounds tick tick oh partners to the clockwork huntsman these black hounds follow the trails of criminals escaped slaves and other unfortunates their infused spirits are those of hunting hounds and their ant- uh, and their animating magic allows them to follow a scent with preternatural speed and accuracy. Hmm. So, like I said, there's a bunch of other clockworks. I don't know the lore entirely, the, but the this suggests that really cool. this the, the infused spirits thing suggests that there is a there's some sort of uh, uh, like artificial like 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 a like a spirit of a dog was stuck in a suit of armor? Haunted metal dog! Haunted metal dog! You're kind of... I think you might be onto something here. It also says there are toy variants. Hmm. Some claim the infusion of animal spirits into clockwork hounds was one of the great arcane discoveries that made the creation of the gear forged possible. Others say that it has done nothing but make clockwork mages rich. Certainly, the earliest hounds were built for work and war, but the most recent varieties also include some that are deceptively big-eyed and painted as children's toys or to match a young aristocrat's favorite outfit. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
So, 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 yeah, there's some clockwork hounds that got like a bloodhound or a basset hound infused in them. But then there's also like toy poodle. I want to see like the, the chihuahuas. As per usual, I want to see uh, any sort of weird dog variant. I want to see a dachshund version. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the suggestion that they are painted as well is very cute, which means that like someone has to take the time to actually hand paint the damn thing. Um, sorry, I can't today. There's a ball tomorrow and I must paint my dog. I just got a new dress in, and I really must have my hound matching, so it needs a bit of a, a new paint job. An ice cream paint job. A uh, 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 ice cream paint job. Uh, uh, despite this uh, brief flirtation with fashion, <laughs> most clockwork hounds continue to serve town watches, royal huntsmen, road wardens, money lenders, and criminal gangs as loyal trackers and guards, and... As a, it is a construct. Why did I say it like that? It is a, it is a construct. <laughs> As it is a construct, a clockwork hound does not require air, food, drink, or sleep. Uh, these is medium creatures as well. They have a one int and a one charisma. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're constructs. They're unaligned. Not as strong as eel hounds. Only a plus three. Only plus three. But they've, they're, as their construct, they have uh, immunity to poison and psychic, and immunity to being charmed, exhausted, frightened, paralyzed, petrified, or poisoned. Dark vision understands common. Uh, they are immune to any spell that would alter their form, resistance to magic, and advantage on all perception and survival checks when tracking. Mm. Oh, they hit hard. Damn, yeah, they do. Holy shit. Their bite is a 2d10 plus 5. And they have a tripping tongue, Zagrav. Ooh. Now, I trip over my tongue all the time, but, like, verbally. Yes. No, I think this is literal, seeing it ha- as it has a 15-foot reach, <laughs> deals slashing damage, and targets must succeed a strength save or be knocked prone. And lastly, they have an explosive core. The mechanism that powers the hound explodes when the construct is destroyed. All creatures within five feet take 2d6 fire damage or half on a successful dex save. Their armor class is shit, but they got a nice amount of hit points. And they're fast as hell. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. 50-foot speed. So they can run you down. Do you think their tongue sits in their mouth like, um, like... Q lines? You know, like the little thing that you sort of, like, you pull out and then it sort of... Sucks back I in. Don't know what your reference is. You know, like that when like you're in line for something. There's like the the pole. Oh. And it's got the, the little line that you pull out, and it sort of sucks it back like in. Taking your uh, yes, yes, yes. I'm there now. Yes. But yeah, you, you got me. I don't know what that what the Q the Q lines. I don't know. I don't know what to call. You, them. you said Q lines, and my my brain immediately went to James Bond Q. Oh no! Like <laughs> when you're standing like in a line yes. for something. Q-U-E-U-E. Yes. One of the dumbest words in the English language. But not to be confused with Q, like, Q lines, like, in theater, when it's a Q line that would give you, you know, it, yes. that's the line that is before you have a line. Yeah. The English language sucks. <laughs> These motherfuckers literally tacked four unnecessary letters onto the end of a letter in our alphabet. That makes the same four sense. Four different meanings. <laughs> assholes anyway <laughs> in my in my head it's like a the, the tripping tongue is like a um 
coiled up like um, I'm picturing like a bike chain. Ouch. Okay. That it can just like I mean it hurts you. It does no, it does damage no, when it no, hits it's fair. you. And it just can like it like yeah unspools and then they just swing their head and oh, it goes okay. like whipping out. See, I was imagining sort of like frog tongue, chameleon tongue, like it just sort of like shoots. Oh, so out it's of there? like it's like spring loaded. Yeah, yeah. Just sort of shoots out of there real fast, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, trips you up, and then it sucks back. What is what is clockward? Uh, uh, what is clockwork hounds? What would you give clockwork hound for treats? Um, you know, like a nice like bowl of oil. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe. perhaps like a nice like steel wool scratch down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like an Apple Watch. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I think I think it would find great joy in that because it's like this tells time, but there's no gears involved. Mm. Yeah, I must have you. I'm trying to think of like a rawhide equivalent that's like metal, but I can't. <laughs> I mean, it would just be like aluminum foil. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Actually, just chewing on some aluminum foil. <laughs> yeah, no, just the just the like imagining the sound of that gives. Oh, the, it would be. The, the I mean, but also shivers. a dog sitting there chewing, you know, chewing on some fucking rawhide's not a good sound either. I mean, it's not as bad, I think, as chewing on aluminum I, foil. I don't know. You haven't heard my brother's dog, Brick, chew on rawhide. It's a Fair fucking enough. spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> he and his big-ass head. That dog's head is ridiculous. My dogs, um, in the past, like, we would get those, like, rawhide bones that have, like, the filling. Mm. And um, my dog, uh, Kirby, would be, I don't know how the fuck she did it, but would be able to extract the filling with like barely making a dent in the rawhide. It's like she sucked it out somehow. And like I would watch her and try to figure out how she did it and I would look away for a second it would be and it would be done. Like I never understood it. Yeah, no, Kirby, I don't know if you knew this, but Kirby was telling me um she would break out a straw and literally <laughs> just and then throw it away real quick so that you can see that um, bitch. <laughs> literally though. No, the aluminum foil Steel wool, um, yeah. Give it. Make sure you you've got like the good, like the 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 good lubricant to like yeah. make sure its uh, joints are all all ready to go. Yeah, you get some nice FW thirty, like. Mm-hmm. It's but it's got like it's got some fragrance to it as yeah. well. Yeah, well, a little yeah. bit of lavender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lavender motor oil. Lavender motor oil. Now available at Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop for all of your construct hound needs. Of course. Needs. Of course, of course. Beautiful. If I if I had one of these things though, like I would do my best to disable that explosive core aspect. Yeah, well, yeah. That's pretty that's that's mean. Well, I mean, also, like, you don't really live the life right now where you need to worry about someone destroying your clockwork hound. True. Well, it's just when they when they're destroyed. Yeah. So like, yeah, you're wouldn't... not you're not fighting anyone. But that's like adding insult to injury. Still, it's like the dog's already on its way out. Like, why does it need to blow up? I mean, I, I, like, if someone's gonna kill my dog, I would rather my dog instead of just being dead blow up and take them with them. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I guess. Like, 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 I'm gonna make a dark joke here, <laughs> but had John Wick's dog had this feature, all all of John Wick. That whole series could have been avoided. Well, yeah, because John Wick would also have been caught in the blast zone. 
Eh, he was not. He, he was. It wasn't too far. It's only. Within, I guess it, it's only within five feet of the hound. I guess if it's a five foot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the dog would have blown up. All all, all you know, Alfie Allen would have died, and then uh, the whole thing would have been avoided. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't want to. My my brain's about to go on a tangent, so let's cut out of that uh, <laughs> line of conversation. My my brain's about to go on the the ludo narrative dissonance of John Wick. But anyway, oh John, let's let's uh, let's 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 say farewell to our clockwork hounds Goodbye, and uh, move move on to an ad break, shall we? Sure, sure. You cool with that? I'm good. Let's hit it. Roll it. Hi, I'm Shifty Mercutio, owner and operator of Shifty Mercutio's pre-owned genies and genie resale emporium, home of the multiverse's largest supply of gently used genie paraphernalia. You know how many times people get overwhelmed by the prospect of three wishes and just choke up halfway through? What are those genies supposed to do then, huh? Just wait? Nah, nah, nah. That's where I, Shifty Mercutio, come in. Every genie on my shelves has at least some wishes guaranteed. What? You don't take me, Shifty Mercutio, at my word? Well, listen to some of my partially satisfied customers. This thing only had half a wish left. How the fuck am I supposed to use half a wish? I thought I lucked out when the shitty lamp had a full wish left in it. I wished I was rich. It legally changed my name to Richard. Zero stars. This place sucks ass. My genie won't even work with me. I wish I'd never bought this stupid lamp. Oh, now you work? Now you work. Fuck you, piece of shit. What heartwarming words. So, if you're in the market for or in possession of a pre-owned or recently resold genie, come on down to Shifty Mercutio's pre-owned genies and genie resale emporium. Shifty Mercutio's. You get what you get. Don't throw a fit. Oh man, what a good product! I'm I can't sorry. believe that product exists. It exists. It I exists am, in real life, and my 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 whole world is made better because of that product. Um, but yeah, we're back, uh, and we're ready to jump back into this. Um, God, so soon, yeah, so soon. Uh, right, cool. So something hit me that I got the ones that are like other animals and dogs sort of mixed together, which I really love. Because uh, now we're talking about the dog mole. Dog mole. Dog mole. The this mole-like creature is the size of a large dog with a thick barrel-shaped body as heavy as a full-grown dwarf. Ooh. A ring of tentacles sprout from a mouth dominated with, by spade-like incisors. It has no visible ears and only tiny cataract-filled eyes. But somehow it senses its environment nonetheless. Yeah, it's, so it's a so it's, it's a mole. It's a big mole dog. Um, yeah, but instead of like the star nose, it's a full on like tentacle nose. Yeah, it's got like squiddy squiddy noses. Yeah, and those claws is thick. Yeah, they've got some thick claws, and them teeth aren't super great either. So these bad boys were domesticated by dwarves. Mountain dwarves have domesticated many subterranean creatures, among them a breed of giant. Ta- Talpidae. Talpidae. I'm on it. Commonly known. Uh, oh, well, you commonly call dog moles. So oh. I would assume that's the, the mole. It is the uh, it is the family. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Family Talpidae. Energetic. Moles, shrews, desmans. This must continue. I, I, I'm i a weird guy. I think shrews are really cute anyway. 
She was a sight. I'm also mean. I find things that are kind of ugly cute sometimes. So that's why you uh, hang out with me. Energetic. Oh, funny. Uh, energetic and obedient dog animals pull ore trolleys through mines, sniff out toxic gases and polluted waters, and help dig Ooh. out trapped miners. They're so helpful. Good job, dog moles. Sense cavens. Dog moles are renowned for their ability to detect imminent cavens and burrowing monsters, making them welcome companions in the depths. Outside the mines, dog moles serve as pack animals, guard beasts, and bloodhounds. Nice. I love them. I love them. Darrow cruelty. Fuck Darrow. Darrow also used dog moles, but such unfortunate creatures are scarred and brutalized, barely mm. controllable by even by their handlers. Hey, fuck Darrow. Fuck Darrow. These guys got a uh, uh, thirty foot movement speed, ten foot burrow speed, and ten foot swim speed. Huh. All right. They they do a little mole paddle. Well, technically, isn't your swim speed half your normal speed? Or you're right. So did so, they put that in there just to, to illustrate that, that they're really bad swimmers? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's something about there's something about having a swim speed, like in the, in the rules of like underwater combat. Isn't there a rule about like you have disadvantage on shit unless you have a swim speed? Yeah, like on attacks and stuff. Unless you have a swim. So speed. maybe they're maybe they're okay then. Yeah, they yeah. can still they can still get you. Uh, they have a blind set out to thirty feet, and their passive perception's eleven. Um, but they've got that cool, like, sixth sense thing that, yeah. like, a- like animals are often suggested to have. Yeah. It's cool. Like, they can sense when a storm Well, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't give them, like, a tremor sense or something. Dog they are only CR1. Yeah. Cannot burrow into solid rock, but they can move through softer material like soil or loose rubble, leaving a usable tunnel five feet in diameter. Cute. Worm killer rage. Sorry, one more again. Worm killer rage. Wild dogmole packs are famed for their battles against monsters in the dark caverns of the world. If the dogmole draws blood against vermin, a purple worm, or other underground invertebrates, it gains a plus four boost to its strength and constitution, but suffers a negative two penalty to its AC. What? The worm killer rage lasts for three rounds. It cannot end the rage voluntarily while the creature that sent it to the rage still lives. Okay. I was going to swear that Worm Killer Rage had something to do with its, like, tentacle nose. But no, it, this thing just hates worms. Yo, that's crazy, though. It's not like it's not like a normal animal that's just like, this is its natural prey, right? No, it hates them with a passion. That brings its strength to a plus... Wait, was it, is it a plus it's, four boost? So, not to the modifier, right? Like, to the score? I would assume to the score. So, it takes it from a plus... Uh, plus two to a plus four. Yeah, but it like, doubles. But that's very good. Like, that's good. That's good. Because I was going to say, if that brings if that brings the CR1 creature's strength to plus six, I'm going to lose my yeah. mind. Now, here's where things get kind of crazy. Okay. Because there is a, a, a final form <laughs> for the dog mole. This thing evolves? It's called the dog mole juggernaut. All right. Ha! Huh! <laughs> Hide armor oh and scraps of mail are nailed onto this scarred and tattooed mole-like beast. A oh. ring of tentacles sprout above its mouth, which is dominated by spade-like incisors. The beast has no visible ears. Blood and foam fleck from its tentacled maw. Oh, oh no. Grown from chaos. Oh, it's a Darrow bullshit. 
Hey, fuck Darrow. Dude, fuck Darrow. It goes from a beast to a monstrosity. It's sad. Oh. What, uh, what the Darrow have done with certain breeds of dog will almost defies description, but the secrets of their size is a steady diet of chaos fodder, magical foodstuffs, and spells that force the creatures to grow and grow. This is icky. Yeah. Scarred and abused, brutalized from birth, and hardened by uh, scarification, foul drugs, and warping magic. The dogma <laughs> juggernaut is barely recognizable as a relative of its smaller kin. Mm. A furless mass of muscle, scar tissue, and barbed piercings clad in haphazard barding. A dogma juggernaut stands seven feet tall at the shoulder and stretches Jeez. nine to twelve feet long. <laughs> its incisors are the length of short swords. All right. Living siege engines. Darrow's use dog mole juggernauts as mounts and improvised siege machines. Oh, engines. Smashing through bulwarks and breaking up dwarven battle lines. When not at war, Darrow enjoy pitting rabid, oh, rabid juggernauts against one another in frenzy gladiatorial contests. Yeah, no, they're just bigger. Um, they with, the, with, their, with their worm killer rage, it would bring their strength to a plus seven. Oh, man. God. If if the if that is activated, oh my god, dude! And it has a it has relentless endurance. So once per day, it can when dropped to zero. Oh no, it's different. When it's dropped to zero, it doesn't die until the end of its next turn. So it gets a it gets a swan song round. Where, where dost thou see this? Ferocity. Oh, you're mumbling. <laughs> I know, I was just reading it to myself, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just feel really bad for these buddies. No, I, I do too. <gasps> sorry, I found a typo. Yeah? Well, not a typo, but um, look at the uh, actions claw. There's They're missing the back parentheses on the damage. Oh, snap. Cobalt <laughs> Press, you owe me one dollar. So let's go back up to the fun dog moles. Yeah, no, these ones are really cute, and I'm, I feel bad for the juggernauts, but, like, hey, friends. <laughs> <laughs> you going to be okay? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, let's think of all the fun activities we could have we could do with our, our good friend the dog mole. Okay, pets, snuggles, kisses, <laughs> weird tentacle massages. I'm sure, like, there is a, like, like you get buddy enough with your dog mole, like, I'm sure the little tentacle nose could be like a, uh, like, if your knees hurt at the end of the day, it could kind of just, like, wrap it around and kind of... Give you a knee hickey? Not a hickey, just like a little rub, just like a little squeezy squeeze. Oh, just the... I was like, is it gonna is it gonna suck on your knee with its nose? I mean, I mean, it it, it is it is a little bit, but not to <laughs> hickey status. Oh yeah, it's it's nose is right there. It's got to. It's got to. It's got to. It's got to snuffle. And and waffle. It's got to snuffle and or waffle. But like, I just like I just have the image of one. Of the, they they look a little mean. They, they kind of look a little snarly. Like, they do look a little snarly. But, I feel but like, like imagine one of these like rolled over on its back. Oh. <laughs> Just a big, big brown mole with mm. a kind of big fat shovel hands. Yeah. And uh, can't really see that well, but it's cute. It knows you're there. Oh, buddy. I saw a great little video once of like a guy who had like a blind and deaf dog. 
and people were asking, like, you know, how do you, like, get your dog's attention, like, when she's asleep or something. And so, uh, it's so fucking adorable. He, like, lays down on the ground nearby and, like, gently blows, like, on her face <laughs> to, like, wake her up. I was like, ah! <laughs> that's it's really, so That's really cute. sweet. These things have a really good dex, too. Yeah, their dex is pretty good. Is strange, because they... They chonky. I want to see that Dog v. Bullet fight. Oh, just underground battle royale. Underground battle royale. Unfortunately, I think the bullets would just. Eat oh it, yeah, you know, no Dog would not last long. No, but like a pack of Dog Oh yeah. They all hit that rage thing. Yeah. I don't know if the bullets an invertebrate though. Uh, it says vermin. Vermin. I think maybe it says vermin, purple worms, or invertebrates. Says, yeah, other underground invertebrates. I don't know. Maybe vermin's a creature in this book that we don't know about, like a specific type of creature. Yeah, maybe. You call you calling Billy the Bullet a vermin? I mean, like we in Birds of Prey Part Two had to deal with vermin, and those vermin were bullets. So, all right, I'll let it slide this time. <laughs> Uh, but that's gonna wrap up mole hounds, I think. Yeah, dog moles. Oh God, what did I say? Mole hounds. Mole hounds. How Jesus dare Christ. you? Sorry, I've only had the one cup of coffee. Dog moles. I'm sorry. All right, last creature of the day. Last creature of the day. I'm afraid of this one, not because of what it is, but I haven't read this um, extensively yet, and so I'm just. I don't know what what we're going to discover here. This is the hulking whelp. Those are seemingly antonyms. The the picture here, it looks just like a a dog, a sad like a normal dog. a sad looking dog. But behind it, yeah. Is, what, what's the sh- what's the shadow? It's a gigantic. It's like it's casting like a shadow three times its size. It's like some Jekyll Hyde shit. This gray-skinned, dog-like creature seems pathetically eager to please, but fantastically skittish. Its ears alerting at every nearby sound, and its large, oval eyes following anything that passes by. It's known as an emotional giant. A hulking whelp is a tightly wound ball of emotion, extremely private and defensive of its personal space, and terrified of the world around it. When it feels its personal space is violated or its fragile concentration is broken, the small, quivery fay grows into a muscled beast of giant proportions. Yeah, uh, uh, look at at the top of the stat block. It is small or huge. (laughs) It's on the tag as Calm Friend. When its emotions are under control, a hulking whelp is friendly and even helpful, although this has more to do with its guilt over past actions and fear of what it might do if it feels threatened than a true desire to help others. Oh, no. In its calm form, a hulking whelp is just over three feet tall to the shoulder and weighs 50 pounds. Unleashed, Zach, it is 20 feet tall and 4,000 pounds. It's huge, bro. That is two tons. Yes. (sighs) Okay. Unleashed. It's a small slash huge fey. It's considered a shape changer. 40 foot speed. In its calm state, a hulking whelp, when a hulking whelp is calm and unafraid, it uses the following stats instead. 
Its size is small. It only has nine hit points. Its speed is only 20. Its strength is minus one. Its con is minus two. When it hulks out, it gets 94 hit points. 40 speed, plus five strength, plus four con. It has poor senses. Hulking Whelp has poor hearing and is nearsighted. <laughs> Under, I didn't notice this. Under senses, it literally says impaired sight, 30 feet. That's very good. It can see in normal or dim light up to 30 feet and hear sounds from only up to 60 feet away. Okay. But. Unleashed emotion. When a hulking whelp feels threatened, uh, God, it's touched, intimidated, cornered, attacked, or even just if a stranger moves adjacent to the whelp, it immediately grows from size small to huge as a reaction. If the whelp is attacked, this reaction occurs after the attack is made, but before the damage is done. Nearby creatures and objects are pushed to the nearest available space and must make a strength save or fall prone. Uh, objects worn or carried by the hulking whelp grow and shrink again proportionally when it changes size. Overcome by raw emotion, it sets about destroying anything and everything it can see, which or isn't much. much. <laughs> well, I keep going. And anything it can see, which isn't much, and reach, which is quite a lot. <laughs> this transformation lasts until the hulking whelp is unaware of any nearby creatures for one round. It drops to zero hit points, or it has five levels of exhaustion, or affected by the calm emotion spell or comparable magic. The transformation isn't entirely uncontrollable. People or creatures the whelp knows and trusts can be near it without triggering the reaction. Under the wrong conditions, such as in a populated area, a hulking whelp's unleashed emotion can last for days. It can make two attacks uh, with a 15-foot reach that hit for very, very much, yep. and then it has a quick-step reaction saying that it can move 20 feet as a reaction when attacked. No opportunity attacks are triggered by this move. That's rad. This thing is tragic. Oh, fine. What happens to make this creature exist? exist? Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I don't know what else to say. This thing is just so buck wild. This dog needs therapy. <laughs> Buddy. This dog needs a fey therapist. He just looks so sad. No, it's he's incredibly sad. Oh, bud. <sighs> what's wild? What's wild is I can't get over the fact in the very beginning of flavor text where it says this dog-like creature. Because I mean, it's a fey, and it just hulks out on you. But it's like it's like a it's like a superhero with a dark secret, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just this. It's just this. This. This uh, vibrating ball of anxiety. It's that. It, it's the Hulk, but a dog. Kind of, yeah, but not smart. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And is nearsighted. Why do they make the damn thing nearsighted? That's that's just mean. That's just like you know what else could be funny? What if it couldn't see shit? What if it also can't hear very well? <laughs> oh man. Uh. I do kind of like the like the scene I am picturing though, because it says uh, 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 when it can't, you know, sense anyone nearby. 
It's like if this thing's on a rampage, you just have to get everyone the fuck out of Dodge, and eventually mm-hmm. it calms down. Like, I, I think that makes sense mechanically. But, like, why'd you gotta do the hulking while dirty like that, Toma Beasts? Why'd you gotta do my poor dog dirty? Oh, oh man. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, uh, approach with caution, if you're mm-hmm. interested. And uh, let us I think know. In the right, I think in the right circumstances... Um, this is, this is like the, like, rescue, this is like the most rescue dog you could possibly get. Yeah, this, this is like Jake from State Farm. Mm-hmm. But if Jake from State Farm... Could turn into a giant rage beast. Yeah. With still terrible eyes. So, so, that's the best part. Like, its senses don't improve when it hulks out. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I wanna read it one more time. The, uh, it, it, it uh, uh... Sets about destroying anything and everything it can see, which isn't much, and reach, which it's is quite, quite a lot. lot. <laughs> oh, it's super good. It's its reach is half of its vision range. It has a fifteen foot reach and a thirty foot sight no, radius. That's hilarious. It can only see double its reach. Wait, where'd my hand go? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm at a loss again, Zach. I don't know. Like, these things... This thing's so buck wild. We try to come up with things. It's like, either we get dumbstruck with how awesome something is, or in this case, I like, we're trying to figure out, like, jokes. This thing is the joke. Like... This thing's... Well, that is just too sad to make fun of. I I know. I don't want to... I... I don't want to say, like, that they're... I don't want to come up with uses for it, because I feel like that'd just be kind of abusive... Like, I don't want to put this thing to work. It has a hard enough time just just existing, you know? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so so we give it, so instead we give it, like, belly rubs. It gets all all the treats. Okay, maybe not belly rubs. Because if it's it's touched, then it'll freak out. Yeah. So, So maybe we, like, so maybe we start with, like, taking, like, a little tiny slingshot and, like, lobbing, like, treats in its, like, near it. Mm hmm. And so it can approach and like eat up the treat and be like, yeah, and like just just kind of hang out at the edge of its its visual range. Just be like, hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, and just like start start forming, start start establishing a rapport. Mm-hmm. And then as as time goes on, maybe just maybe we can give it a head pat. It's a lengthful. It's a lengthy process. Oh yeah, yeah. But one I am willing to engage in. Definitely, definitely. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. It's Damn. just it's just a he's just a boy. He, he's just a boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, is that all for hulking whelps? I think so. Yeah, I don't want to make fun of him. I don't want to I don't want to put him to work. This dog needs therapy. Yeah. And and some and some treats. And we'll, I think we'll we'll call it at that. Can has treats. Yes, cans. Yes, cans. Yes, hulking wealth. Can has. Uh, but yeah, if that's everything, uh, that's about oh. uh, that's about all for us today, right? Yeah, <sighs> shake, yeah, just, shake it out. I'm just shaking off the sadness. Oh, that puppy. I'm that I'm that gif of the 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 like girls at a wedding or whatever or something like dancing on a table and she's like crying but just like still dancing like 
That's me right now. That's very good. Um, but yeah, uh, that's it for us. Uh, we're so thankful to have you all come out and listen and check out the store. Uh, as per usual, uh, if you want to support the show, uh, you can do so by leaving us a, a review and subscribing on your podcaster of podcatcher. What's the word I'm looking for? Catcher. Podcast app of choice. Um, or uh, check us out on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. Oh, yeah. Or if you're feeling particularly spicy, <laughs> um, you can uh, check us out uh, on patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia where you can uh, donate. We've just recently upgraded some of our uh, donor tiers, including some uh, exclusive uh, merchandise. The merch. The merch. Get the merch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, special thank you to Cobalt Press for this awesome uh, monster compendium. Yeah, check uh, out Toma Beast, Go Cobalt Press. It's Good a show. lot of... I, I, I love this book. Like, the next time I run d and I'm going to be using the fuck out of this book. The fuck out of it. Beautiful. The fuck. Because, like, I, I'm normally the type I homebrew a lot of my shit, but, like, there's so much cool stuff in here that I want to... I just want to, I just want to, you know? Like, I just want to. You just want to? I just wanna. I wanna. I wanna. I wanna. I wanna. I wanna. I wanna really, 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 really use this fucking book. That was pretty good. If you're gonna be in my pet shop, hey. you gotta play with my dogs. Play with my dogs. <laughs> anyway. Uh, otherwise, uh, if you want to hear about anything particularly, uh, particularly on the show, uh, hit us up at Pet Shop Cast. Uh, let us know. Um, you know, any creatures perhaps you'd like to hear about, any sort of uh, a, a fandom compendium, uh, 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 bestiary, um, that maybe we haven't used yet. Um, yeah. or if you just have a D&D character and it's a new bud, um, we will talk about it because we love to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My brain went cool. dead. I mean, you got, you hit, you hit everything. I hit the big, the, 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 the broad, the broad strokes. Yes. Beautiful. Well, folks, thank you for stopping by. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I have been Griffin. I have, of course, been Zack. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day, it's all about love, baby. It's all about love, especially for the Hoking Wealth. Give him all the love. Well, he needs a love, (laughs) so did the the dog mole guys. The dog Uh, mole. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for listening to episode 61 of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and the fantastic people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Carlin, Joel, and Roger for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or at Nicole Voice on Twitter. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast as part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, ask your GM if you can milk the kerosene from local river lizards today. Bye! This is a Ghost Like Media production.